morning, good morning, good morning. Good to have you here with us today. Also, the 20s and 30s life group is meets with uh, my group, the 40s and 50s. We've kind of absorbed them because their, their leadership is pregnant. And uh, so we're just actually, you know, trying to give them a hand. But we do have a great time. I mean, we've laughed so hard our sides were hurting. And uh, so, you know, you're welcome. We even had some 60s and over join us last week. Last week we went to Steak and Shake. It was, it was kind of fun, but it's also kind of difficult to have the class in a restaurant, you know, inside, because everybody around the tables are like, but, you know, we still had a lot of fun. And I, there was a lady, and I don't know if any of the, the gang was there that heard me say this. She was about Mal's size, but she, and she was definitely pregnant, so, you know, obviously Mal's definitely pregnant, you know, she, she's up here doing her best, running out of breath, bless her heart. Doing, doing really well. So we were very excited, but I asked the lady, I said, ma'am, when are you due? And she goes, looks at me and goes, Monday. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> but it's all good. I just, it's so good to be with you today. Uh, I don't know if you read the, or heard that on Google. You know, the guy that, that uh, wrote uh, the Hokey Pokey, you know, he passed away. Longest recorded funeral ever. They put his right foot in, took his right foot out. Just trying to help. Just trying to help. We've enjoyed the heat, haven't we? How many don't have air conditioning? Okay. Because if you didn't, you're, you're probably all attending people's houses that do. Because, man, it is really warm outside. But, uh, you know, I had somebody uh, say that the other day. They said, well, it beats a blizzard. So it really depends on your you know, perspective, but yes, it's nice. I enjoy the seasons, but we have, we've had a great time. I wanted to say a special, I'm so glad to see the Winkles here with us today. Give a big hand for what God's doing in his life. I'm telling you what, man, the enemy's tried to take this man out more than once, and uh, obviously he can't do it, and God has got great plans for that family, and we're thrilled to have them with us today. They have uh, been through a lot, so continue to pray for them, and it was good. When I saw Jason come, I'm like, is that Jason? And he just looks at me and goes, yes, yes. So anyway, I want to talk to you this morning about getting it back. We've talked about um, the fruit of the Spirit. We've talked about the gifts of the Spirit. We've talked about glowing in the dark. That series went on for several weeks, and, and we're learning you know, all about what God is doing, and that's awesome. But we also need to know how to fight somewhat. We also need to know how to get back maybe some things we've let go, uh, maybe some things we allowed the enemy. We just got too tired. And we just didn't put up a fight. We just finally said, eh, whatever. But there are some things I think in all of us that we'd like. I'd like to get it back. Maybe I'd like to have some things back that I wish I never would have lost. So I want to set the scene. This is out of uh, 1 Samuel 30. David and his men are away. And so while he's gone, the enemy comes in and attacks the city and takes everything. Takes the women, the children, and all the loot. I mean, takes everything. So, and burns the place. And so David comes back to this desolation. He comes back and everybody's ticked because everything's gone. And they're mad at their leader because everything's gone. I, my, my premise of saying all this is we have to understand our role. We got to understand our role as the priests of the home. We have to understand our role as the leaders of the house, of the ones of the family that are actually supposed to be in charge. We have to understand delegated authority. So if something, if you were drawn away, who's going to take care of things while you're gone? Help me. 
Is, is somebody left in charge to do something? You know, when Kim and I leave the house, we plead the blood over the house and pray angels around to protect it. And people sometimes will say, well, why do you do that? Because we can. Because we have the authority. We have delegated authority by Christ to be able to issue things that will keep things intact. When we, you know, if, if I go on vacation, Pastor Kim and I go on vacation, or I'm going speaking somewhere or something like that, and I cannot be here, then this church needs to run as whether I'm here or not, because it's never based on me. Are you with me? It must be based on Christ. It must be based on the Word. It must be based on God so that it continues without a hitch. So we have to have a plan. Turn to your neighbor and say, we got to get a plan. Sometimes we want to fight, but we just don't know how. Some of us aren't fighters, or we don't feel like we're fighters. And sometimes we don't realize how much we could fight or really how dangerous we are till you are put in the position where you have to fight. You understand what I'm saying? There are times that you can't leave. I mean, I, was taught, I never was a fight instigator. I didn't go up and start fight. I was never a bully. I was the person that would say, hey, don't pick on this person or whatever. Or if they wouldn't let me leave, and I could walk away. They could call me names. I've been slapped. But if I'm still able to leave, okay. They wouldn't let me leave, then they're going to fight. Then I, I'm going to fight. Sometimes we don't realize we just automatically assume, now I'm not saying that, I'm not trying to make you a fighter, but you need to understand there is fight in you because God is in you. And in this world, you're going to have tribulation. You're going to have issues. It rains on the just and the unjust. If you got saved and somebody said, you're never going to have another trouble, you'll never have another problem. This is not Grimm's fairy tales. You're going to have issues. There's going to be, because we live in a world where there's people. And as soon as you and I showed up into church, it made it not perfect, right? So we got to understand that. I have found this out. The enemy will not give back what he's stolen willingly. He is not going to give it back willingly. If you want it back, you're going to have to go get it. You're going to have to get it back. So this is what I'm tired of just reacting. I'm tired of waiting on what's the enemy going to do so now i know what to do we live in a world things are different you 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 drive in marion go drive in columbus little different there's people in columbus don't think twice can chew gum eat cereal put on their makeup weave in and out of traffic no problem they do it every day and there's people that just accept Columbus traffic. Well, depending on what time you get here is how long you're going to be, whether construction or just rush hour. So there's offensive drivers and defensive drivers. There's people that are just zoom, 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 zoom. There's sometimes that we'll be here in town, somebody, you ever have anybody fly by you? And of course, we try to be gracious. We don't know if they're heading to the hospital or something, you know, so we start saying, well, maybe they got to get somewhere. Maybe there's an emergency or something, but man, they'll fly by. The first thing you're like is, where is a cop? Boy, I wish a cop would see them. I want, instead of just reacting to what the enemy does, I want to be proactive. 
I want to I be like, God, show me what I can do. How do I, how do I put up the zone, so to speak? How do I make this where at least I know what happens? If they trip the trigger, I know he's coming. I can take care of it. I'm tired of letting the enemy have a party at my expense. I don't want to pay for any more of his parties. I think I'm not alone. I want to get to the place where he has no chance. If we're going to fight, he has no chance. Because the word says, because God says, because Jesus says, because the Holy Spirit that's inside of me says, he was defeated 2,000 years ago. I have authority given to me by Christ. But it's what we don't exercise. What are we saying? I'm saying that the same Jesus, the same spirit in him that rose him from the dead, the same spirit that cast out demons, that walked on water, that did all of that, lives in you. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. I am more than a conqueror. I can do all things. When do we believe what the word says? That's the difference in allegiance. When we actually believe it and say, you know what, if God said it, that settles it. Well, i got to see how I feel. Leave your feelings at the door. This is not about how you feel. This is about the fact, Jack. The devil loves people that want to put their right foot in, put their right foot out. And shake it all about. But that's not what it's all about. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I want the enemy to know when I get up, I want him to be like, oh no, he's awake. I want to rain on his parade. I want him to be sorry he ever messed with me. God made you to win. Jesus has all power. You know that? You know what all means? I looked that up. You know what all means? All. It means there's, there's no fraction of all that doesn't mean all. It encompasses all. All power Jesus has. He got all power. He has all power. And guess what? He said you can trample on his head. Not Jesus' head, but the enemy's. I want to live a life that displays that. And see, we live in a society today. People are looking for answers. They're looking for fruit. They want stuff. But we don't do what Jesus did because we don't do what Jesus did. Because it might cost you something to pray a little bit. It might cost you something to know that, you know, if God is saying, I want, you, I want this part of your life. I need you to do this. Brett, I need you to sow this amount. God is looking for not just your money. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about your devotion, your heart. Do you really mean Lip service is easy in America. I grew up with, well, it's still the same way today, but you know how we knew what we wanted for Christmas? Commercials. Toys. Tiny, mighty, tiny, mighty, mo. Fire engine to the rescue, tiny mighty mo. Here's the track, it's coming through, tiny mighty mo. 
That's how I knew, you know, we had all of these commercials on all of this stuff. And then there's all kinds of things. They still do infomercials. Matter of fact, you can't even go to a movie now, and they, they show you commercials in a movie. We were one of them. <laughs> but I grew up with, how many remember this? Brill cream. A little? There you go. I don't even know what this stuff is. Do what? Oh, <laughs> But now it's probably called whatever the stuff, you know, the, I don't even know what the stuff is I use. But it's, uh, <laughs> I just, just keep the hair. That's all I want. Just as much as I can keep. <laughs> but here's the deal, man. I mean, do we want just a little dab? And see, that's kind of what we experiment in America. We just get a little bit of God and say, okay, that's enough. Because if I get too much, I'm, I might have to compromise some of my quote, quote, fun. But I've been on both sides of the fence, and I'm not saying I'm perfect because I'm far from it, but I am telling you this. The closer I get to God, the better my life is. The better I sleep, the better I live, the better I love, the better I am, the better everything is. I want to walk in the full blessing. I'm going to give you some steps today that I believe that God gave you that you could win with. Now, if you use them, that's up to you. If you don't want to use them... Sounds funny, but it's no skin off my nose, but I want you to win. Pastor Kim and I want to be your cheerleaders and go, just, just try this. You know, I have people that will go, you know what, what you said, we did it, it worked. Huh, I got it from the book. That's how it works, because everything God does is victorious. God never loses. Shout to your neighbor, say, get it back. That was the weakest shout I've ever heard. Okay, just say to your neighbor, Get it back, please. <laughs> All right, here we go. First Samuel 30, 16 through 17 says, So he led David to them. Now, David had got, uh, he had got a, a prisoner from the other place, so he, he found somebody that knew where everybody was at. So that's, that's who's leading him. They found the Amalekites spread across the field, eating, drinking, dancing with joy because of the vast amount of plunder they had taken from the Philistines in the land of Judah. Now, let me stop real David is watching... These people enjoy his things. I don't know about you. I mean, even as kids when we grew up, we went to pick up Maddie in the nursery. This is, we went to pick up Maddie in the nursery. She was in timeout. She put herself there. Because some little boy was playing with a toy that she felt was hers, and so she slapped him. And then she just went over to time out with the toy. <laughs> we had to say, that's, that's probably not how you need to handle that, Maddie. But, uh, and we corrected that at home. But what I'm saying is, you know, he's watching, he's watching the enemy use things that were his. Now, I don't know if that makes you mad, but I'm telling you what, I'm raising my kids for Jesus. I'm raising my kids for the kingdom. I'm raising the people that I love for, for, uh, for God. We want God to do what God wants to do. We want his kingdom on, on earth as it is in heaven. We want to see things established. We want his spirit to rule and reign. I don't want the enemy to use things that are mine, given for the gift of God to, to use them for the enemy's pleasure. Let's get back to our story. David and his men rushed in among them, slaughtered them throughout the night. The entire next day until evening. None of the Amalekites escaped except 400 men who fled on camels. So let's get a review real quick. Town burned. Family kidnapped. 
All their stuff gone, and everybody's ticked at David. They want to stone him. Probably not a good day. In David's eyes, now everybody's around and up against him. They're not his friend anymore because of all this that happened. Now, David didn't, David wasn't there when it happened, but they're gonna, they, people are always looking for somebody to blame. Let's be honest, they're always looking for somebody to blame. If the quarterback throws too many interceptions, they're gonna blame the quarterback or they're gonna blame the coach for leaving him in. They're gonna blame the ref for a bad call, whatever. People always want somebody to blame. What do you do when everything's against you? When everything just seems to be not going your way, what do you do? David went to Jesus. The, the people against him went to the rocks. They're going to stone him. It's their first rock concert. <laughs> so here's what I'm saying. You, you, can, you don't even have to be Forrest Gump. I may not be a smart man. I'm going to go with what David did. David goes to God. He goes to God and says, look, I need to get some answers. So if you go, why not go where you can get an answer? God has the answer. How many would believe that God knows what the enemy is going to do? He knows where the enemy's at. He knows what he's going to do. He knows all of that. So David goes to God. Now, David is already, he's emotional, and we're going to cover some of that. Because he's went through, not everybody's turned on him. If we were here, if you'd have done something, you would have left somebody here. They could have stopped this. Da, 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 da. I'm sure they went through all this kind of stuff. The Bible says that David wept till he wept, could weep no more. Have you ever wept till you're just, your, your tear ducts are dry, man? They've got nothing. So he's upset. David goes to God and he says, God, what do you want me to do? Can I go after them? Can I get the stuff back? And God says, get it back. Man, you know what? If God is telling you, get it back, that's a good sign. Now, he's got to convince everybody else. I think David, this is just my own opinion. I think David would say, hey, I went to God. God said, go get it back. I don't know how easy it would be to convince these guys, but David had a track record of winning. And they knew the favor of God was on him. So hopefully that... But I think David would have been like, I'm going to go do it myself if you don't go because they got my family. So anyway, go get it back. Let me ask you this morning, what reason do you have to fight? What is making you upset and like, this, this has got to stop? Where has the enemy been allowed to come in, disrupt things, take them, and then you just sit back and watch? Is there not a cause Are you tired of being tired? Have you had enough? It won't change unless you engage. God says you'll bless the work of your hands if you don't put your hands to it. Zero and zero are in heaven just like they are here on earth. Nothing, nada, zilch. You must put your hand to what God is telling you to do. So the slave shows David where everybody's at. David gets the direction from God. And David goes on. He's going to now obey what God tells him. This is where many of us, it stops. We'll get a direction for God and we'll reason it with our mind. I don't know that God wants me to do that. I'm not really comfortable with that. God, you could use somebody else that's a little more comfortable than me. Can I say that times when God has had me do some things... He never checked with me to see if I was comfortable. 
And if I said, I'm not comfortable, he usually doesn't answer me. <laughs> like, was I asking you to be comfortable? But, but yet there's still an urging or a peace to make sure that I do what he's told me to do. So you got to put your hand to it. Have you ever had enough? My mom is here in the building, and I'm sure I put her through a lot of tests and trials growing up. And it reminds me, Mark Lowry, a Christian comedian, said he, his mom would say, Mark, I've just about had enough. And he would answer, well, help yourself, mama. There's plenty more. That was almost my result to my mom. There's plenty more. And then I always got this line. If whatever I had given her was more than enough, she would say, you just wait till your father gets home. My dad always came home. My bedroom was up the steps, go around the corner, down the hall, 15 steps, 15. I can tell you vividly because I can still hear how they sound when my dad walks up them. Because I had to be up there waiting for dad to get home. I could hear his truck miles away coming towards the house. And I'd hear him come in the door and I could hear, David, do you know what your son did? Sometimes I was totally guilty of whatever the crime was I committed. Other times I was going to ask my sister, what would you tell him I did? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I'd be getting spanked and I don't know why. But it is what it is, okay? Have you ever had enough? Have you ever just said, okay, this is it? Now, Kim might say, I have had it. That is one of her lines. I have had it. I'm not going to have it. I'm not taking this anymore. Have you ever been that where you can say, hey, the party's over. It's done. Today stops. Enemy, you're done today. You see, David was about to break up that party. The enemy would like to think sometimes we bluff. But once you get the directive from God, don't bluff. The difference between a lucky shot and a successful living or of doing what is good or just being who God wants you to be is consistency. Now, you know, I've been in ministry for years, took the youth uh, in an assembly of God church. They had state youth day one time at Kings Island, went to Kings Island and at Kings Island, they have a ripcord thing where they pull you up, you know, and, and you're, I don't know how many feet up in the air, and then they say, go ahead and pull it. I was the guy that had to pull the cord, and then it drops you, you know, and you swallow your liver and your lungs all the way down and all that. I did that, but I wasn't going to do that. I had kids in the, in the student group that were like, you're going to do that, PB. You're going to do that. I'm like, no, I won't. Yeah, you are. Yeah, I said, I'll do it. But you'll pay for all of it. And I thought, nobody, none of these kids are going to have money to pay for that. So we get there because it was $15 a person to do that at that time. And there was two other guys that were going to do it, two other students from the youth group. And, and then I said, I'm not only, you not only have to pay, you have to buy me the video. I'm just like, I'm going to make this. It would be awesome. Because, number one, they're, they're not going to have the money. So I even told my wife, I said, it's. So I went over and I said, okay, I'll do it, but you have to pay for it, and I want the video. And this is exactly what this kid did. He goes, I've been waiting on this. <laughs> he just starts shelling out his money. And I'm like, I got, I got nothing. I, I, I got nothing. I can't be like, um, I don't feel good. 
I remember all the way up there, man, speaking in tongues. <laughs> I think God is like, you're on your own. No, he's... <laughs> But all of that went on, and that happened, and, and uh, I, I had darker hair. I even had a mustache that day. That was an incredible time, wasn't it? That day went on, and we were having fun, uh, and we had a good time. We were walking by one of these little uh, basketball things, you know, at where the, the ball's only like this big. And, and they have the little small hoop, and they have the long net goes all the way down, you know, so... And so the, the kids, of course, are like, PB, I bet you can't hit that. Me not wanting to be outdone, saying, I could hit that all day long. And it was two bucks or five. I don't remember what it was for one shot. And they're like, no, you can't. Yes, I can. And what you won is you won the ball if it you know, went in there. So now they are getting all of their friends. So now I got this mob. PB can't do it, PB. I could do that all day long can't do that all day long but I don't I don't want to tell them that so then I'm like I'm not even no I'm not wasting my money on that just to prove to you that I can do it some so they put the money out there so I just looked over looked at them and went right in I was the shockedest person there that see I was homeschooled Do you see that I was the shockedest person there and, and they handed me the ball, and I was like, yep, yep, I'm walking away, and I'm like, I don't even know. Could I do that consistently? No, I could not. But what I'm trying to tell you is, a lucky one-time shot, I mean, I also won a basketball game doing that one time. In the very next game, I went out, and coach put me in, and I made that shot from half court. This is in middle school. I shot the ball, didn't even hit the backboard. The very next sound you hear, <laughs> They just pulled me out, and the coach is like, I don't even have anything. What are you doing? I'm like, I don't know. It worked last game. Sit down. <sighs> Consistency, doing the right thing, the right way, the right time, God's way will always bring fruit. Just once in a while, shot in the dark. Will it? Yeah, could God help you? Sure he could. But the thing is, obedience to God is a lifestyle. You see, that's what we have in America. We have part-time Christians. We have people that just want to do the one shot. I got it, one shot. And if it's good, they're like, yeah, yeah. I had a guy tell me, me and God got a good thing going on. Me and God got an understanding. I said, do you pray? No. Do you read? No. Do you attend church? No. Do you give? No. Shut up. What do you got going on? Well, I know there's a God. Big whoop. The devil knows there's a God. I mean, come on. Living the way God wants you to live, it's going to cause people to look at you, to do what he wants. But it's going to cause people to be drawn. Listen to me. Part-time Christians don't get full-time benefits. we got to start getting this thing. God, show me what you want me to do. David was a man after God's heart. Why? Because he had a desire to do. Did he mess up? You bet. But God was still more important in his life. And got him back on track. Consistency. The enemy's banking that you won't be consistent. But you're going to get it back. Somebody say, get it back. I'm telling you, you're under the Father's covenant. I almost titled this message this way. Under the Father's covenant. UFC. See, all the girls are like, UFC, is that some kind of a coupon? <laughs> 
<laughs> the guys are all like, yeah, fight, yeah. See, you, you actually, you don't think you can fight, but according to the word, there's a fighter in you. If nothing else, the enemy's not going to leave you alone. You're going to have to fight. Now, how we fight may be different, but you can still fight using the word because Jesus has already won the battle for you. It's game on. We have to live this. We have to love it. We have to walk in it. We have to breathe it. In him we live. We move. We have our being. That's why this stuff works. Paul said, I'm persuaded. Are there any persuaded people in the building today? You can win one fight, but can you win the next one? Because there will be a next one. Now you might say, oh no, I'm not talking about... I'm just saying, whatever it takes to make it so that you are the one that is issuing the blows instead of the enemy. You don't have to be reactive. The devil will not willingly roll over and surrender. You're going to have to kill him. You're going to have to put him out. What you feed grows, what you starve dies. The enemy's always looking for a way to get in but you got to get it back so how do we do it well, first like we said we're going to go to god just like david we're going to get our answer because he knows the enemy here's the next thought now i've got to explain it real quick but this is channel your anger now i'm not talking channel like hum, hum. that's not what i'm talking about i'm talking about directing what you're angry about at the right source that's what i'm talking about because what we do, we get our emotions all wrapped in. Do you know what she said? She said this, so-and-so said, I'll tell you what, she won't say that to me because if she, you know, and we get all up in all of that. What I'm telling you is there's things that happen that we need to channel, direct our prayers at what is really going on. David took his anger misplaced by the men and how he felt and he started saying what do you want me to do god god said go get it back what if we took the things that the enemy has done and used it against him what if we took the very thing that he's tried to beat you with and knock you down and you turn it around and say oh no and we use it against him we direct it back. I mean, I've used this illustration, but I had a person walking and I had somebody behind him. And this person, God loved them and you'd love them, and, but they've been a total jerk. And we get mad. And, and I, I'm guilty of it too, so please, I'm not saying this is, it's not easy. Because you know, it's easy just to get mad at the person. Well, they've been this, they've been that. But do you understand there are influences from the enemy side that are working on, on that end? Why don't we get mad at the things that are in? Well, they just manipulate me. They're trying this or they're doing this. Well, let's break that spirit instead of trying to go after the person. Let's break the thing that's operating in the person. Help me, somebody. Let's start going after the, the strategies of the enemy Because if we fight against each other, then we're in disunity, and, and he loves that. God is into us being unified. Ephesians 6.12, we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers, authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in the dark, this dark world, and against evil spirits in heavenly places. 
See, the, the world and even Christians think you can't get mad. If you're a Christian, you have to be walked over all the time. You can't say anything. That's not in here. Stupid pen. No, just teasing. That was just a joke. <clears throat> you can't. <laughs> you can get mad. Jesus got mad. Anger is an emotion God gave you. But we have to use it for what it was intended for. Against the enemy and his schemes. I think we can get mad at them. I think that's a fair statement. I think we can say, you know what? It ticks me off when he, when he comes against my family or comes against my church or comes against me. It, it makes me mad. I'm not going to put up with it anymore. God even created the emotion hatred. We used to tell our kids, oh, you know, because they would say, I hate you. They get mad at each other or a friend, I hate you. And we'd say, no, no, we don't hate. We can hate the devil. And Zach was little. He'd go, we hate the devil. <laughs> we don't like the devil. We hate him. But we, and we would. We said, we can hate that. And here's why. Psalm 139, 22. Yes, I hate them with total hatred for your enemies are my enemies. We can hate what God hates. We can hate those that stand up against God. The spirits that stand up that way. That are using people to stand against the kingdom. I don't want you walking out of here today hating somebody. Because Jesus loves you just like he loves them. He died for you. He died for them. But we need to hate maybe the situation, the circumstances, or the enemy's schemes that are attacking that situation. Does that make sense? So let's go after the right thing. Romans 8, 28, we know that all things work together. All things. All. Here we go with all again. It doesn't say part of the things, some of the things, oh, a little bit of the things, a smidgen of the things. No, all things work together for good for them that love God and are called according to his purpose. God created hell for devil and demons. He didn't create it for you. It doesn't say all things are good. It says they'll work together for your good. No matter what crap the enemy's thrown, stay with God. Stay on the battlefield with God because God will make you win if you listen and it will work out for your good. Matthew 25, 41 says, And the king will turn to those on the left and say, Away with you, you cursed ones, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his demons. Jesus did not come and die so that you could play patty cake with the devil. He didn't come to do that. He, I'm telling you, you already know this. We already have that saying, if you give the, you know, the enemy an inch or you give somebody an inch, they'll take a mile. The enemy will take anything you give him and he'll steal everything else. The last part of 1 John 3, 8 says, but the son of God came to destroy and listen, the works of the devil. Works. What are the works? Those things that the enemy's doing, those spirits that are out doing things. We, you know, we always we want to talk about angels that are on assignment, the angels that are doing things for God, that are visiting, or or I believe I saw an angel, or this angel, somebody helped me, and they're now they're gone. I don't know what happened to them. We have stories like that. I'm telling you, on the other end of that, there are things that the enemy is sending where they're doing the opposite. You gotta be able to understand. There's a real war going on. You got to get it back. He'll take whatever he can take and whatever you'll let him, he'll do whatever he can. 
If we let anger and we don't do it in the right way, it gives the enemy a foothold. It says you can be angry, but sin not. So we have to use it right. We have to direct it in the right way. Have you, again, I'm, I'm just a dude. So there are things that trip a switch in me. I don't know if that makes sense. Have you ever been pushed to where you can't be pushed anymore? And then something snaps. When that snaps, pretty much smoothness is out of the picture. It's just, to quote a phrase from the 80s, it's on like Donkey Kong. I mean, it's just, okay. That's what we're doing? Okay. See, we, we work different, guys and girls. There's a brainer, right? Huh? But, you know, for me, as a guy, I don't know, I don't think I'm alone in here, but if we're playing a game, like at a church picnic, we're playing volleyball. My wife knows me. So my next question is, are, are, are we keeping score? And she'll be like, well, what's it matter? Are we keeping score? Because if we're keeping score, I want to win. Because I don't like to lose. If we're not keeping score, then who cares? Then I can be goofy and we can play. But if we're going to keep score, let's play. Because that's just how it is. So sometimes, you know, for guys, it's just like... But I'm just saying the enemy is trying to get you to a point where you either cannot direct your anger because you just lose it and then he gets the glory for that but if we go back to something i quoted before in him we live we move and have our being then we can direct the emotions that god gave us now think about this because they're all under the authority of the king if i come out from outside of that authority then i can go willy-nilly with anything but if I'm submitted to the king, I can tell my king about my emotion. Oh, and he'll be like, yep, go get it back. But here's how I want you to do it. Because then in that is freedom. Inside the kingdom is freedom. This brings us. To our, our uh, point or last thought here, I need to live life on purpose. I need to choose life. Because, see, the enemy is concerned about what you'll do with what either I'm teaching you or what you're going to find, obviously, in the Word. It doesn't have to be me to teach it or wherever you're getting fed at or on your own. He's concerned about if you take that and, and work the Word, the Word works. Because there's something that's, isn't it amazing? Isn't it amazing that Jesus could walk up to a fig tree, look for figs, and curse it while the disciples, the Bible says, overheard him say it. He goes into town, comes back out 24 hours later, and the tree is withered, and Peter says, hey, the tree you cursed is dead. Now, Jesus didn't say, hey, Pete, watch me curse this tree. Watch what happens. 
The Bible says they overheard him say it. But he comes out, what I'm trying to tell you is, if you work the word, the word works. Now, when they left the tree, when they left the tree, the tree looked as it did when they came to the tree. Are you with me? He curses the tree. It still looks the same. They go into town. They come back. Within 24 hours, the tree is dead. What are you trying to tell me? I'm telling you, Jesus is trying to get us to understand if we would direct our emotion and what God is telling us to do and submit to the king, nothing can stop you. The enemy can't stop you. No demon in hell can stop you. You can direct it. You can claim it. You can call it. And God will honor it and bring it to pass. Live your life on purpose. Choose life. You cannot follow God accidentally. You can't just accidentally accept him because there's nothing real there if you just pretend because sooner or later you got to pay the piper you there's going to be a fight and you can get stuff back the enemy's still going to come against you but you can win i'm i don't like i don't like losing my wife knows she's just like, you, you just do not quit. I do not quit. I do not quit. I have to be, re- I'm, I'm like the dog that has to be released. Release! That's kind of me. You have to get it back. Uh, this is me. It's time for us in the body of Christ to sound the alarm. Sound the charge. It's time to go back and get our kids. It's time to go back and get our families. It's time to go back and get the stuff the enemy's taken. Take it back. He's not going to offer it back peaceably. Bullies don't do that. There's not going to be any trial. Get this in your mind. You can't reason, well, you know, the enemy's not going to be, I've been too hard on Brett, I'm going to give him a break. He does not care about me. He would rather kill me and that would be it. He can't because God is too strong. You've got to get this in your mind. There is not going to be a trial. The trial was already, there's only going to be judgment. It's already been determined 2,000 years ago when Christ died on Calvary. Guilty is the enemy. Guilty, that's it. He can try to tell you this or that. That's not going to matter. You're going to have to do with what God says. There's no debate. In your mind, your will You have to decide, I believe God no matter what. And this is what we do in the world today. We do this. We start saying, God, here's what I believe. Let me see if I can find a scripture that winds up with what I believe. Let me, what if we just read the word and then lined our belief up with what the word said? Why don't we do that? Why don't we just say, God, I'm going to do that. I'm going to believe what you said. Even if it goes against, I didn't, I never saw it that way. Man, I've learned so many things. I mean, I'm still learning. I, I'm, I'm going to continue to learn. I found out that, you know how pride comes? Contention. That's the only way pride comes. Contention. I didn't know that, but it's in the Word. And did you know I didn't know this? When we think of pride, we think of this. I'm all that in a bag of chips. I'm the guy that can shoot the one shot. Yeah, hey, look at me. Woo! Do you know what pride can also be? It's just self-centeredness. It's all about me. 
Nobody paid attention to me. Nobody did anything to me. And we stay quiet and we stay in the corner. You know, that's, a, that's also pride. Because it's all about us. John the Baptist said, I must decrease and he must increase. Second Corinthians 10.4, we use mighty weapons, not worldly weapons, to knock down strongholds of human reasoning to destroy false arguments. I'm going to give you five things really quickly and then we're finished. Um, and they're not going to be on the screen. They're just ones, you know, David said he picked up five stones in the valley of Elah to, to go fight Goliath. So your first stone, if I'm, and if I'm just, uh, again, uh, thinking about getting things back, how am I going to do that? I'm going to, I'm going to use the word of God. That would be my first time. I'm going to use the word of God. Revelation 12, 11 says they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. What word do you have? Secondly, I'm going to say the name of Jesus. You know, there's power in the name. Remember when they were casting out demons, they said, Paul, I know Jesus, I know, but who are you? The name of Jesus brings authority. Thirdly, the blood. Again, Revelation 12, 11, you are the UFC you're under the Father's covenant. I have the blood of the Lamb. So I'm going to, I know because I'm a covenant member of Christ, I have the delegated authority. Four, prayer. God hears my prayers. I love the one fact that Jesus, when he was going to, to raise Lazarus, he says, Father, you hear me. And if you look at the word, it says, you always hear me. I love that. So we're going to use prayer because we, we know that we can pull strongholds down by prayer. By focusing, directing our prayers. And lastly, praise. I'm going to praise him for the answer. What do you like? What are you believing? Are you going to get it back? What do you want back? Do you want your health back? See yourself totally healthy. Get it back. Get that picture in your mind. Praise him. God, thank you for my energy. Thank you for more than enough. Thank you, God. You have debts praise god god thank you that i don't have them i thank you for money give me ideas concepts for finances to come in that you'll take care of these now that's easier said than done and i get it and if i've hurt your feelings i'm not trying to i'm trying to help but i'm going to praise him thank you god for it now anybody can praise when it's done but if you can stand and praise him now you can get it back you have to see and be Okay, I'm done with the enemy. I am done with him messing with me. If you want it back, he's not going to give it back willingly. You're going to have to go get it. Here's the last thing. <clears throat> Too many times we want to reason with the enemy. I don't want to go back. I don't want to do this now. I'm going to do it later. I'm going to do this. I grew up watching one of the shows we watched back in the 80s and probably... Yeah, probably 80s. Well, we, I was born in 60s, so 70s, 60s. Brady Bunch. Anybody remember watching the Brady Bunch? Dun, 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 dun. Here's the story. Remember Peter, middle boy, Cindy, little girl, no teeth, lisp. Remember that? Cindy had a lisp. Buddy Hinton, bully, made fun of Cindy. Peter tried to stop Buddy, and Peter's dad said this. Now, Pete, let me tell you how to handle Buddy. Calm, cool reasoning. The next scene, Peter is home. He's got a big black eye, and his dad says, What happened? He goes, Buddy Hinton's not into calm, cool reasoning, Dad. 
What am I trying to tell you? I'm just telling you, you can't calm, cool, reason the enemy. The violent take it by force. You're going to have to take it back. He's not going to give it back. Take it back. Start praising God now. Start giving your hallelujah now. Start using the word now. Thank God that you're under the blood. You have the covenant. You have the name. Start using those stones and watch things begin to turn. Bow your heads. Close your eyes, please.